like it's soccer news For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now cause it probably won't last Patches, poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Welcome <laughs> to the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, episode 46, season 3, episode 2, if you're counting. We were here before you. We will still be here when you are gone. My name is Jonathan, and I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. Hey, it's Randy. I am in Northeast Portland, too. Josh, Lake Oswego, Oregon. Greg's in Goose Hollow. So, what's coming up in this episode? This is an episode we were not planning on recording uh, because there was not an episode to specifically record. And then there was yet again another bombshell email, uh, or not email, article from ESPN where there were specific announcements uh, by the front office of a break-off in relations with the 107ist. So, uh, and then of course... There's the other breaking news of Diego Valeri officially uh, announced that he will be leaving the Portland Timbers and heading to his boyhood club in Argentina, which is actually a really sweet story. So that's what we're going to cover in this uh, article, in this article, Jesus Christ, in this episode. And yeah. So, Randy, why don't you why don't you kick us off? So uh, the article is called Can the Portland Timbers Portland Thorns Repair Bonds with Fans After Allegations? Um, controversy and distrust. Um, this was posted by ESPN. We'll give you a link to it. And basically, it's um, it's you know it's just kind of a feel good uh, piece about tensions between the front Timbers Army, uh, meaning the supporters, not not the one of Seminist, or, but all of them actually, and uh, the front office. Um, it mentions that it all kind of started with the Iron Front being banned, that whole thing. And to be true, uh, there, there were tensions well before that, but that's where they pick up on it um, because of the, um, the, you know, the protests and the, the uh, everything that went on there. Uh, the sexual abuse allegations with the Thorns uh, certainly did not help that. And um, part of the... Tensions come from the the club's sort of lack of saying anything and lack of transparency, which is something that Josh, I'm sure, will have something to to, to chime in on. Um, I will. The fans are wondering whether their the club's stated self values don't match their actions. Well, they're not really wondering; they've stated that the the things that our club and our ownership <laughs> group um, purports to stand for, they don't behave that way. And uh, another thing they mentioned was that they had reneged on a promise to let season ticket holders wait until the investigation was over before they were forced to make that decision. Um, and that's something that they said originally said they were going to do, and then they just uh, just decided not to do that and didn't really announce it. So, um, so that's what the article is about. It's a good read in and of itself, and that article. They were they were part of that article. They asked Merritt Paulson for a statement, and he gave a statement for that. 
which reads. <laughs> so the key part of this article is, uh, I'm just going to read it. It says, the supporters groups run their activities through a nonprofit called the 107th Independent Supporters Trust, and their elected board, mem- board members are the ones who meet the front office executives each month. Those meetings have stopped since the allegations went uh, from Shim and Farrelly, and the front ancil office has canceled meetings with the board for October, November, November, December, and January. Coordination for game day logistics has continued, but communications from the front office executives have otherwise ceased, the board members say. And Merritt actually responded to that directly in the article. Greg. This is the only quote of Merritt in the entire article, and that is, we believe the 107 needs to be more inclusive and open to differing viewpoints from its small group of leadership. If a relationship is one-sided in a desire to drive protest over facts and players' desires, it isn't sustainable. We've come to the conclusion that the previous framework for dialogue and communication is due for a refresh, and we will no longer be holding 107 meetings in their current form as we look to increase our broader communication and input loops to the entirety of the supporters' groups. So I bet you Richard Farley wrote that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to break down, I think, what uh, I think some of the important parts of that statement are. Uh, the first one is... The 107 needs to be more inclusive to different differing viewpoints. So they're basically, basically they're saying they want to hear from people that aren't critical of the front office. And um, they're also sort of implying that the, the 107 is only want to protest the front office. Like that's their, their main, their main drive is just, just they're an organization that exists to, to, to protest the front office, which um, I don't know. That doesn't ring what do you guys think about that? Well, why would someone want? Why would the organization want to be just its sole existence is to protest the front office when it's just a football club? Like you want to support the players and be a part of the team, and when the front office is doing everything they can to prevent that, wouldn't you? Then you rise up against them. Yeah, I. Am I, I, I don't. Wrong? No, and like the thing is, like, so like if a relationship is one sided in a desire to drive protest over facts and players' desires, it isn't sustainable. Like that quote is, it's powerful. Um, it's manipulative, and, is what it is. Yeah, and and so so like I like saying that the the army is designed to protest against the FO. I think is ridiculous. It's designed to protest against injustice or random decisions made by Merritt Paulson and goons. And so he would like happy customers and we would like Merritt Paulson to be like us. And it's just never going to be that way. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, it's there to support the team. Right. But it's also there to support the community and they have, they have a um, part of supporting the community is upholding a certain sort of moral values that, the team um, purports to share with everybody. Yeah. These first two sentences are manipulative and divisive for these reasons. First of all, it's trying to paint all the problems on the 107 is board. It's trying to say, Hey, everybody, all that stuff that's really annoyed you over the last couple of years, all the protests and that it's just because of these three people. That's who we should be upset with. That's number one. And then number two, the whole like, drive protests over facts and players' desires. Facts is what 
everybody wants all along. We're still waiting for the results of that independent investigation. So to like put the word facts into your statements, you're almost doing a Trump fake news bullshit thing. Yeah, yeah that's 100% true. 100% agreed. And, and also, I mean, how long has this been going on? It's been going on for, you know, however, I don't know when this was written originally, like when they originally reached out for that quote, but this makes it sound like that's the only thing that happens. You know, that's the only thing the 107 board ever does. Um, you know, it's just not true. It's not, you know, this is the, the most important thing happening right now. And so of course it's the focus. Um, and to say that we're not listening, you know, we're not, they're not interested in facts. Well, you, you don't, they haven't given any facts They're They've been dead silent and they're continuing to be silent and they're not acting in a, in a, it's basically, they're just trying to, they expect everyone to, to shut up until the next time they say something, which I, you know, if you're dragging your feet, that's not a reasonable thing. So, uh, second part of that is, uh, we will no longer be holding 107 meeting in their current form as we look to increase our broader communications and input loops to the entirety of supporters group of the supporters groups, plural. The S is yeah. a so, weird word there. Yeah. Yeah. Either that's just poor wording or, you know, do they actually think there are more than one organized supporter groups or is this a, a dog whistle to, fans out there that the front office is willing to deal with another supporters group instead of or in an attempt to marginalize the uh, 107ists I think it's the latter it's definitely marginalizing one marginalizing 107ists I don't think they fully expect another organized group to pop up but if you know as it stands right now everybody knows the Timbers army supports the Timbers and Timbers army is 107ist this is adding kind of an open question of well, what if they weren't or you can be a Timbers fan without supporting the Timbers army. Yeah. Um, so and then the other just... thing about like increasing broader communication, uh, I'm sure you guys noticed after every match we went to this season, what came in your email a day later? Oh, right. The, the survey, oh, the survey, survey yeah. for every single match. Right. And I don't remember any of the questions, but I remember them being, kind of pointed and not really allowing you know certain answers to the point where we were just writing into everything gw out gw out gw out <laughs> well, well i mean they're, that, they're just but. they're very vague they were very vague surveys you know what i mean like hey what about your game day experience rate your game day experience what can we do to to make your game day experience better that kind of thing well do you think that he's maybe going to try to push 107ist out because they own the copyrights on No Pity and RCTID and Onward no. City and all that stuff. And and they're going to start creating that in the PTFC Authentics well, they line? Don't, they don't own No Pity. I thought they did. No, that's No Pity. NPO owns No Pity. Greg? Do they? Greg, yeah, that's NPO. Yeah. yeah. It I'm is? Sure. Okay. Oh, well, they, when, they do allow the – they do have this weird – agreement where they're allowing the group to be called Timbers Army and sell merch that says Timbers Army. So what I think is happening in that statement is that Merritt is 
hoping another official supporters group will spin up and maybe not that he's spoken to one where they're like, we would create our own supporter section and we'll be in this section of the stadium kind of thing. But just like, I'll like the match to the firecracker and just see what happens. And a lot of teams have more than one official recognized supporters group. We're the only one that specifically has a Timbers army, which is one of the things I thought was super cool about Portland. I was like, Oh sweet. Like everything's done together. Like it's in unison. It's, uh, you know, it makes sense. And so with that comes, I would say uh, power as referenced in the article from Caitlin Murray and ESPN, where it's like, we, we have this immense amount of power that's not normal. And his hope is to eventually break that up. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a time when even if you're not a member, you should become a member and stand strong with them to keep that going. Uh, Yeah. Unless you're going to join the, the blue lives matter flag guy in in his brand new supporters group that I'm, that he's working on. I think his supporter group is going to be called studs up 88. (laughs) 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 Well, I, I, it's a bold move from Merritt. Again, if you read the ESPN article, or it's not even a bold move from Merritt in that comment, it's the quote unquote from the front office, but the article where he has specifically admitted that the the biggest asset that the Portland Timbers have is the Timbers army. And it's just declaring open public war against the organization that makes the stadium desirable. It's when we go back to like one of the first or second episodes of the Portland Vanity Soccer podcast, where it was saying what drew me into becoming a Portland Timbers fan and becoming a Timbers fan specifically, as opposed to supporting an MLS team in whatever city I lived in was the atmosphere at the stadium. And that's got nothing to do with Merritt Paulson or Peregrine Sports or anyone else. It was the Timbers Army that brought me into it. True. Same here. Free hot dogs kept you. Yeah, I mean, once it it turned into, like, free vegan dogs, I was like, fuck the game. Like, I'm here for the dogs. But that's my, my point being. It was like, that's, like, he recognizes how powerful it is. So it's certainly a bold move for him to to try to go into this type of war. And when we failed at recording this yesterday, Randy, you had said that, you know, they still do meet for game day operations. And from everything that I've read is after that disagreement, we're both right. They communicate via email, but they don't sit down at the table anymore and, and, and break bread figuring it out. It is contentious, is what right. I would say. Yeah. Was there a response from the 107ist? There sure was. So 107ist Timbers Army and Rose City Riveters said, We were not surprised by Friday's statement from the Portland Timbers and Thorns front office. We believe that if asking for transparency and accountability through conversation is seen as contentious, that says far more about club leadership than it does about the 107ist, the Timbers Army, or the Rose City Riveters. We will continue to do what we do. We will support these players. We will remain as we have always been independent. That was a pretty good uh, response, I thought. Yeah, short and simple. Um, it's much better than their initial, some of their other responses. Um, the one on Twitter no. that basically said, Nuh-uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some third graders, like, you know, some like kids, third, like third grade kid got behind the computer. like, I'll get them. Um, uh, I... So I like the response um, and I like the idea of we will continue to do what we do. We will support these players because that's 
why we're there. We're having fun. And I, uh, but it brings me back to what Shady said on the interview that we didn't get to air because his audio was stupid, but was that it, you can't protest against an ownership group if you continue to give them money going to games. Yeah. His, his audio wasn't stupid. We, the, it broke. That made it sound like he was stupid. We we lost the audio for that. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Was- technical oh. issues. Shady was a fantastic guest. Yeah. yeah. Shady was great. And Shady, I'll buy you a beer. It was not personal. Although you weirdly looked at me in the restroom that night. I don't get it. <laughs> that was just probably for fun. Oh, okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's a minute 23. I'll write that down, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so Josh, why don't you kick us off in the next topic? I guess I'll do stuff. Um, so we all know that the FO has been well-documented with like all the crazy shit they've been doing for years and years and years. But 107 has also done some crazy shit. And I just wanted to, like, maybe talk about a few points of what they did. Like, when we boycotted the concessions, that wasn't handled well at all. Um, We recorded with Shady, and we learned that it actually didn't affect anything. But we didn't have a platform to get it out there, so no one really understood what we sort of knew, and it was also the last game, wasn't it? What, what, what was the last game? Wasn't it like right before the last game, home game or something, when we had that the interview? Episode? I don't even... Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Not the last, last game. Maybe it was. Uh-huh. Um, not not important, really. The, the point was that the... The boycott didn't make a lot of sense. It wasn't, and it wasn't effective, and it and it only hurt yeah. um, the vendors who had already signed contracts, and it was hurting the uh, employers. I'm sorry, the employees and the no, the employees of those vendors because, who were getting yeah. their hours cut. Um, and so it was a sort of ineffective. Uh, and you saw it the last game when there was hardly any concessions open. Remember, like we went and looked for shady and we didn't find it we couldn't even find him yeah right because they didn't have that booth open that day yes i think we all agreed it was a pretty big misstep and that was even brought up again in the espn article where saying that the for the new season the concession uh, the boycott of concessions is still on and it's just so not effective and misguided and it's frustrating and I'll talk about this later as, uh, in the episode, but it, it, it just, it, it's not doing anything and, uh, it's a, it's a wasted time and, and effort. And you could be putting that effort towards something different in terms of a protest. But the problem was, remember when he was saying that like someone would protest like at his booth and like, that's just, yeah. it's just wasted energy all around that could have been turns yeah. in a different direction towards something else and it didn't happen. Uh, There's what? I was just going to say, go ahead. We're, 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 uh, we're, we're going on a little bit too long about this, I think. Oh, okay. Then I'll start with the next one that, um, remember that list of demands that they gave to Gavin and, the, and the front office, the, the 107 escape to them. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. 
Um, I will read them off for you. So I don't know if you need no. to read, read all of them. I just thought they and were, I won't read them. They were there. Some of them were pretty. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We don't need to read. Them. I mean, you're you're giving them feedback in the moment for like the demand. So I mean, that's it's fair. It's there. It's written. Uh, <laughs> okay. There's just um, they're 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 too much. The demands were too much. There's it's too wordy. They asked for some kind of silly things, and it just came off as sort of naive and awkward. Um, they asked for you know they asked for some good things, but you know creating they asked to have specific positions created. You know, with job like with the a job, club liaison, job descriptions. You know, diversity offer officers, player liaison. You know, things like things that they basically don't really have any business asking for. It's um, you know, they asked that yeah. they said that the the team should be able to pick or have a say in who the next coach is. I mean, that's that's not a thing anywhere. Um, and so it almost seemed like some of these demands. You know, there were good demands. Um, but some of them, they just wanted to, to have a giant list of demands. And so they just wrote them, um, you know, without, yeah. without reading it all and thinking about it. And then they just needed to release something. So they're like, well, what can we ask for? I, I agree with you, Randy. And again, reading through the demands, some of them make sense. And I believe Greg, I think you said this during one point when this was going down, was that some of the frustration was at the play, or maybe you didn't say it, maybe I read it online, but that the the TA responded before the players responded, even specifically, I'm sorry, not the TA, the 107 has responded even before the Thorns or the Timbers players responded. And again, Randy, I agree uh, on the, the, the demands. Uh, no one's going to do that. Uh, and to, to make it be this demand with like following up with quote unquote, you can call them sanctions of the boycott concession. Um, it's just, it, it was, it was silly and they asked for too much. And this goes back to one of the things where it was like, you know, it had to be respond in the moment because everything in this day and age is instant, but I'll complain about this later where, um, decisions are made at the board level uh, at 107 is that don't represent the majority of you know the TA and some of that stuff should go to a vote before it's communicated. Don't and, get us wrong. If 90% of these things like happened not because of demands but because the club just decided to do it, that would be a wonderful company to work for. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't asking for bad things. Right. Uh, but yeah, like to the point you just brought up, Jonathan. Oops. Baby steps. We're supporting the players. The NWSL just finally uh, started strengthening their players' association, and that would have been the right time for the players' association to, you know, come out strong. And we support the players' association and let them do all the bargaining. Hey, one of the, one of their demands that was actually. A good one, and one that actually came to fruition was uh, the hiring of a of a separate general manager for the Thorns and the Timbers. Yeah, that's the only one that came through. I think, right? Um, so far, yeah, that we know of. But you look at that list compared to like the ISC, the Independent Supporters Council list, and yeah. totally different. 
the uh, the other actually the other one that came through was to influence the league's fulfillment of the of the NWSLPA demands, which is the National Women's Soccer League Players Association, and that actually did happen. Um, the NWSL did agree to all eight of the end of the demands that were made to them, and they were sort of specific to the allegations. They were, um, you know, like form this committee. Well, we, we can, we'll provide links to this stuff in the notes, but they were kind of, uh, specific to this investigation. Um, and even, even though there was more, you know, there's eight demands there, um, you know, it's more, more in number than, uh, the one Oh seven is asked for. They were, they all kind of made specific sense because they were they had they applied to something specific. Uh, I'm not doing a very good job of articulating. You know, if if I was 107ist, well, first thing I would do is I would hire an executive director. They need to have a one person on staff, and they have no one on staff. So, you know, every few years when they do elections, everyone seems it's like a totally new group of people that are learning from nothing or from whoever was there before and who knows like what happens at that point if they had a like a paid executive director at least someone's consistent in the organization well i mean and another that, thing that well, just becomes like a secretary or something you know well no you have someone who's running the organization and then everyone else is a volunteer underneath them yes that's very common in nonprofits that and so. uh, yeah uh, and another thing I would do. Oh, employed, sorry. Yeah, one person who's employed, or maybe two people who are employed, with the rest of it being, you know, elected positions. Well, we're talking about one hundred sevenist overreach and the demands. How right. does that solve? Well, it's yeah. all coming back to. Uh, that's what I'm trying to get to. Sorry. And then my second one would be talk to the MAC or the city. You know, because we're running into an issue as an organization where we don't really own anything. And just for example, like, like Chelsea football club, they like, I'm a member of the Chelsea pitch supporters. And like, so that organization owns the pitch and the stadium is owned by like the front office. So they could never do anything without the supporters group, you know, the supporters approval. And, we have to become more of a organization that we need to own something like we need to own maybe the Timbers army section, you know, and that's something that happens with the city. So no matter what he's trying, no matter what the, whoever the owner is, whatever they're trying to do, they have to run it through the one Oh seven is. Good luck with that. I know, but it's no, but it's a, it's a, it's a thing, but, but it's not you know, really he, what, what they're trying to do right now is push the, um, push the general, the GA, the TA section, make it smaller and smaller. And if we actually own that section, they couldn't do that. So that's and, totally no, off topic to what we're, we're talking about, which was like Greg. Mentioned. No, but it's not because he's trying to tell people to set up separate supporters groups and the more supporters groups that get set up, the more diluted the Timbers army will get and you need to, and they need to stand strong. And by doing, you know, by owning a piece of the, maybe even the pitch or something along those lines, 
Like they, we need to fight in a different direction. We need to change. We need to change up our strategy. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Swinging for the fences with Josh Geyer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, in contrast, I'm not wrong. The Independent Supporters Council, which is, you know, I'm not exactly independent. Independent Supporters Council is just like the group. All supporters groups have a representative in that. Um, yeah, even Greg's a member of that. Um, is that? Do they have other like lower? That, <laughs> that that's nationwide. That's not just that's correct. That is nationwide. Yeah, and that's MLS supporters groups and WSL, or is it just MLS, or is it other MLS, NWSL, NISA, USL? Okay. All yeah, they had all three. They had a really succinct. When this came out, they had three demands. Um, and they were very simple and they weren't overreaching and it was it was way it was a lot better a lot much a lot better presentation than what the 107 is did and so i think we can maybe move on from this section where we were talking about the things that how 107 is did not do a great job of um of doing of uh <laughs> Did not do a great job of getting me to talk about them during this podcast. <laughs> Let's move I'm on. Saying we got to burn the whole fucking thing to the ground. Let's move on. Jonathan, you're up. One of the things that Merritt implied in the beginning, and I just want to go into a little bit deeper, was, you know, does the 107S represent the views and morals of most of the supporters? And uh, it it's a fair question to ask. As I was saying before, like, you know, with an army that big or a supporters group that big, clearly there are going to be like differences amongst how we would like to support or how we want to react to things. And uh, and and it's definitely a balance. And I uh, every year that I've looked at when they send out the email saying, like, do you want to run for the 107 as board? And then I say in my head, I'm like, yeah, I should fucking totally do this. I'd be really good at this. And then. I read the requirements and the commitments required. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to fucking do any of that. <laughs> uh, and it, it, so the people who were sitting there at the table are working hard. They're busting their ass to make an awesome atmosphere for, you know, a game we all love, which is, I guess, if you put it in perspective, just think about that for a minute, but it's, uh, it, it's amazing what they do, but of course they don't represent everything uh, that I think is a good idea. And, you know, uh, I wrote down some notes here where it's like things that bothered me about is like there's a history of unilateral decision making on major policy, uh, things like logos where in, it, you know, whatever, dude, like, of course, 107 is and TA can change their logo. But for something that big, that's near and dear to that many people's hearts, like you probably should get some fucking feedback before you do it uh, or put it to a vote. That's like I try to equate it to work where. You know, I've worked for nonprofits in healthcare before where the the board makes the decision, but when there's a specific larger decision that represents the entire organization, it's put up to a member vote. And it's just normal to do that for big things. That's, you know, the same thing when we get ballot measures uh, that's in, in, a, in a non-regular election cycle where it's like it's a big deal for the city or whatever. And, yeah, I mean, it's a soccer supporters group. So who the fuck cares in the grand scheme of, you know, importance to the world? But it's important for for this specific subculture. And so uh, that's a problem. And 
Uh, so no, like when they do stuff like that and then they act like dicks about it on the internet afterwards we're being called out saying that people don't like it, like blah, 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 blah. And I read a shit ton of comments and that, you know, like whatever. And then the same with the protest where it's the, um, we should uh, clarify the acting like dicks about it. That doesn't come from the official one Oh seven is to count. It comes from people that were involved in that process. Um, fair, fair, yeah. fair point, fair point. Um, but I would say still people who sit at the table. Right. Um, and so then like the protests again, like the whole concessions band where it's like, wow, guys, like this is not well thought out, not well executed. And so it, it, it there has to be some, again, put it to a vote. Should we do a concessions ban? Does it make sense? And have people, you know, debate it. And if you're a member of 107, you should get a vote. And if you choose not to vote, then and that's fine. Okay. Well, um, that brings up an interesting question. Uh, the, the silence, the, the silent protests that um, Merritt Paulson, you know, the Seattle match where we were silent for the first 20 whatever minutes. Um, this was during the Iron Front ban. Um, and then we lo- ended up losing that match. And then Merritt ended up screaming at the fans about saying that we, we caught blaming us for it. Would you have voted for that? I don't think that requires a vote. It's a one-game um, uh, protest to say, "Hey, please, you know, stand in solidarity." That is not a multi-game financial decision uh, in terms of concessions, okay. and it's not a multi-like, you know, or it's not changing the logo of a of a massive organization. So, but if I, it was up to a vote, I would have voted yes. Uh, yeah, I, pr- yeah, I would have voted yes too. I mean, that was difficult. It was difficult to to take part in. The whole thing was just was just difficult. It, it I, I took part in it, but it just made me sick to my stomach. Um, but had they taken a vote on that thing in advance, that would have tipped. You know, they would have tipped the hand. Um, they would have known it was coming. Um, yeah. So I, I agree, and it's easy for me to say that in retrospect in terms of things that I would say should go up for a vote and things that should not go for a vote. But, I mean, I, I, in my head of – in, in the logic I would bring to my professional job, I would say, you know, a one-day thing. Like, yeah, fuck it. Like, just do it. But in making a massive change or a massive movement of continued, like, momentum, then – uh, like if that was going to be the case for every game, then yeah, I'd put that up to a vote. Sure. But if it's for to to mess with one game that's nationally televised to prove a point, no, go for it. Okay. Um, and that's also uh, another thing too. And we've talked about this before, or I, specifically, I have where I, I, I'm frustrated by what I perceive as a lack of transparency between the merchandise arm of the Timbers Army, specifically No Pity Originals, and how there's like a kind of a a vibe of it being a cool kids club and uh, that sucks. And so uh, when back to the original question is like, does the one Oh seven is itself represent the views and morals of most of the supporters? Like, and so there's some things I do struggle with, but in the grand scheme of what it stands for and what it does and what it accomplishes, like, of course I'm a hundred percent behind it. I did not renew uh, and I do owe Tyler McDonald a specific apology because I promised him I would do it and I didn't. So now I'm going to buy two memberships for, for this year just for fun. Uh, so if anyone is looking for one and cannot afford to buy a membership, let me know and I will buy it for you. Only one person, though. But I understand how Merritt could imply what he implied, but it is very far in overreaching 
uh, in the grand scheme of who is in in that section. I just highlighted some things that I don't like. So with my point being, if I'm playing devil's advocate, I can relate to what he's saying. However, it is minor and minuscule in the grand scheme of what happens from the 107 is uh, Rose City Rivers and Timber's army. And uh, I, of course, would put all of my backing behind it. So, but I mean, there is, I mean, there are, is a group of people that would, I mean, there are, you know, middle of the road, no wing. I don't know what you call those people and right wing supporters I call them cowards that uh, <laughs> that would prefer that the Timbers army just, you know, did not have anything to say at all about the iron front symbol about uh, LGB. Dang it. I can never remember. LGBT. L- Q. Q. Q plus. Um, plus. Yeah. That would prefer thus just utter silence from anything that did not have of uh, something directly to do with with soccer um and so it would be interesting to and, and i know that people have you know there's been there's lots of people co- that complain about the the timbers army you know the complainers are the loudest uh i know that um you know we'll never know what happened officially with season tickets because uh renewals because we know that it's all of a sudden really easy to get on that list um they're selling really well this is what i heard <laughs> but yeah you know whereas we used to have a wait list of thirteen thousand people um it's it's probably i don't know it's probably a thousand or something like no that there's now. no wait list anymore yeah it definitely has nothing to do with the fact that they made that required to get finals yeah tickets. um i i'm wondering you know i think uh, Timber's Army has lost some memberships over their political stance in the last few years. Um, it would be interesting to compare the two numbers. Of course, we'll never we'll never learn any of that stuff. No, that's a good question. And I mean, maybe Greg, at some point, we should have uh, an official. If we have to bleep this, I can write down the time. But I would say we have someone from 107 has come on and answer some of those questions. I don't know if there's anyone who you could ping up the ladder to do that, but that would be uh, an interesting interview for sure. I'll put the feelers out. Here's, hey, so let's say, you know, people leave, left 107 is or don't, aren't a member 107 is because they don't like the political stance. Let's say all these did start their own supporter group and of course, to differentiate themselves from the Timbers Army, they're going to be very loud about the stuff they disagree with us on, about right-wing stuff. You guys actually see Merritt aligning with that? Like, does Merritt become the Matt Gates of MLS <laughs> at that point? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw him with underage women. So, um, I, I mean, I don't think everybody that that has left is necessarily right wing. I just think some of them are believe themselves to be apolitical or would like to not concern themselves, you know, or they're, they belong to the ostrich party, which is, they just want to stick their heads in the sand and, and not, not pay attention to stuff like that. The I'm here to watch soccer party. Yeah. Which I, so, I mean, this is shying away from this whole, or going at like a, a, a bit deeper into that. Like I'm not opposed to someone saying I'm here to watch soccer, but you're in fucking Portland. You're in, <laughs> the, the, yeah, they, 
If you want, if, if soccer is what's more important to you than than you know being a part of this overall community and a soccer supporters group, then go somewhere where it's not a thing. Like I don't know how else to say that. That's you know if we're gonna go see Lazio in Italy and they're notoriously full of Nazi supporters, I'm just not gonna go sit there and I'm not gonna go like, hey guys, have you considered how that's stupid? Like no, dude, I'm fucking gonna go watch a soccer game. I get it, um, but. It, but I'm still going to go and I'm going to enjoy the game itself. And so like, that's not going to ruin the game for me and doing the right thing morally uh, shouldn't ruin it for anyone else either. So you just asked the question, does 107 is represent the views of most of the supporters? Well, how about the other side? So meaning does the front office represent the views and morals of <laughs> most of the supporters? And the answer is a resounding no. I said this in the, in the beginning of this podcast, but Merritt's running a business. He doesn't give a shit about the supporters in and of itself. He cares about filling the, the stadium and having an atmosphere. So he placates to some of our demands, or when I say our, I'm using that term loosely, but specifically the 107ists and the supporters groups. But, uh, they he let all of the fans subsidize the 2021 season uh, in terms of season ticket holders. So, uh, what, and what, what do I you mean, mean by that? Yeah. So in the beginning of the season, it was COVID protocols, and so there was like you know 10 to 15 percent capacity. I forget the exact numbers, and it was waiting to see. So when do we get to start? You know, going to all these games, and you couldn't get your guaranteed season tickets. Um, however. Uh, you could use the money that you spent towards your season tickets to go to games. That's how we did the, the the match against Club America. It was freaking awesome. Like being in the stadium for the first time in a long time was cool, but it was under the assumption that um, this season was going to be weird and uh, spend the money as you see fit under these COVID times. Uh, and then, you know, at the end of the year, we'll figure it out. And then they decided like three games later or four games later, no, we're back to full capacity. Let's let's do this. Um, now you have your seats. But the problem was, is that the dynamic in the city was no one was comfortable yet. At that point, that was in uh, April uh, and going into May, where it was like people were only getting vaccinated, like the first dose for the first time. And so people weren't going to the games. And so, you know, people who have season tickets who couldn't go, who would usually sell them to other fans uh, could not go. Uh, and would not go. And so they had no problem uh, doing that. And uh, the that lasted for pretty much the entire season until the playoffs. And again, I never sell tickets for a profit. I know there are people who try to do that. But for it, the stadium being as empty as it was for most of this season with, you know, the majority of those people paid season ticket holders or those seats, and they just didn't care. Uh, and uh, the change between minimal capacity to full capacity the timing was like and and no again hilariously no transparency so no the the timbers front office does not give a shit um their policies are in i've got a hot take for you i I don't i don't care about any of that ticket pricing stuff that happened um i mean whatever that's the Again, the problem, like changing it in the moment. So back to what the original question was, does the FO represent the views and morals of most of the supporters? And no, I'm like, they're treating it's a business to them. They don't give a shit. And as evidenced by those policies in COVID. So uh, uh, in terms of ticketing and uh, Greg, I appreciate you articulating that better than I did. And I would be happy to whiteboard this out for anyone who wants to see it. 
but it's it was bullshit and it was a surprise and when they were saying okay for limited capacity matches you have to use your season ticket credit it wasn't under the guise of by the way if we go full capacity uh, you're going to have to pay that back if you buy more tickets for like, you know, you bring someone with you um, kind of a, I mean, a setup. There was no transparency about what they were going. I to have do. a feeling they and didn't they, know what they were going to do. I mean, I think that all that stuff was constantly being being handled on the fly. And, and so was it done? By people who don't give a shit about the supporters was the point. <laughs> okay. But that this 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 thing with tickets is not. This is doesn't really have to do with our. I mean, that's one way that the front office is jerks. Basically, I, I'll concede that. But this is does you know we're we're getting off topic again. Um, we're passionate. Randy. Do the the Timbers oh, no. front office purports to you know be all for inclusivity and um, the community at large, and but that it is mostly just uh lip service is i think the point we're trying to make right yeah exactly and that's again if you go back to the quotes from merit after the whole scandal with the the thorns uh was you know you know not discovered what's the word i'm looking for was brought out to the public um and he's like we're an organization that prides ourselves on being inclusive and you know we care about these players and this that and the other thing in our community and then you know like of course it's lip service he they let the coach continue to move on he deleted the tweets uh later on for uh and that was in the espn article where he was saying to like coach Riley, like good job and meeting up with him before games when he came back to portland like yeah. it's it it's a farce yeah yeah, so that, I mean, the the curtain has been pulled back again. <laughs> there can be no doubt. So, thinking about his statement as a whole, like, what is he actually getting at? Is there a point? Is there an end game to this? Do we think, I'm curious what Josh has to say about this. Uh, is this just an overblown <laughs> Twitter, like, tantrum that he's throwing it just happened to be at espn or is he playing 3d chess and elbowing out 107 is all together do we know how smart he actually is i don't think he's capable of playing 3d chess oh like he's just a spoiled rich kid that yeah had to do anything if, other than what he he's wanted. a spoiled he gets what he wants and he has a gavin so he you know, and that's a yes man. And then he has like everyone else who's probably a VP that's a yes man. And he's dealing with an organization that's against everything he stands for. Like what? Yeah. Like what would his end game be? It's probably to get out at some point. But how do you get out? I don't it's think a, you really think that's his end game is to sell. the. Well, team? do you think he wants to do you think he wants to be called the names he's been called? daily to his face he's clearly he's clearly he's clearly passionate about it you don't no 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 no, no. he's He's passionate about money yeah he bought a baseball he bought a baseball team the timbers were like okay you could buy this baseball team but you have to take the soccer too and then when he realized that there's money in soccer in portland he switched gears i agree that maybe how he got there i 
don't think Randy is wrong in that, uh, that, you know, you can learn to love something. And he's clearly passionate about the Timbers, which is his business, obviously. But he's definitely passionate about soccer. He's invested in the, the Thorns when, you know, that was, you know, the start of the league. And again, he's yeah, no, you're money, right. He, you're, yeah, Randy, you're completely right. There, there was no like, I'm going to I'm going to start an NWSL team to make money. Because, <laughs> I mean, you could he could not have predicted or, or known that. It but then why well. is he That's not like wanting to come to the table? Because he doesn't want people telling him what to do. He doesn't want to be held accountable to anybody. Well, you know, I learned to love Randy, so I guess I'll take <laughs> a here. <laughs> but no, I lied just as well as Merritt Paulson does. Yeah, I, I just think they are frustrated as much as we are frustrated and they they lit a match to see what's going to happen. Uh, and it doesn't matter because they have 90% season ticket renewals. Do they though? Do they? Yeah, really? but, th- but that's another, okay. So that's another issue. The problem is you guys can, everyone can say that they're going to protest and this and that, but they're all protesting at a game that they just paid for and buying stuff there. It's come on. Like, don't go to the fucking games. Yeah. Easy for you to say, Mister. I don't watch the games anyway. I don't. I know. I don't go to the games. He doesn't watch them when he goes. Mister, yeah, Mister Front Row for the final. Never waited in a line all year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think it's calculated chaos, is what I think it is, and I think they're going to see what happens. I, I, man, I think it's probably just he. They asked him for something. He just spouted stuff off the top of his head and oh uh, yeah it's like his yeah like like margo's reaction if i'm like go take a bath no and then like it's everything about not taking a bath like he's just doing the exact opposite until he like sits so, back and thinks about although, it and he's like, I okay mean, we got to come to the they table did cancel those stuff. meetings so i mean they canceled them during the middle of the investigation so they wouldn't have to come every month and say we're not ready to give you the results yet so maybe yeah, there is off season. Maybe there is something to maybe he's playing uh two and a half dimension chess. Or well, what is does Gavin have a contract or does he have or is he just an employee? Sure he has a contract. Yeah. I mean this Yeah, but like but like no, but I mean it's not like a it's just like a employee contract, not a not yeah. like a like a player kind of uh, for X like a, years. Yeah. Um his attachment, I mean, the minute he let Gavin stay on the job as the Timbers um, general manager while, while he was being investigated for the infractions as the Thorns general manager, that told you everything you need to know about um, yep. uh, Merritt's uh, priorities. In, in no other job do you make you know are you investigated for something you know potentially that bad and and then you're just like okay you're you have two manager positions we're just gonna stop you being manager of one thing and you just keep going to your the job that you have in the same desk in the same office for the rest of the time and then you know no matter what happens from the from this other investigation it's okay that you continue to work for the same company and do the same job for a different group of people so randy that's the question then is what is the end game of the fo that's what greg was asking and so is it just uh, the end of the I, rug? Th- I think man I, i'm gonna contradict what i just said i actually i do think he's trying 
actively instead of, um, I mean, I'm sure he's been trying to do this for a long time. I think he's trying to minimize 107s um, at impact. And uh, I mean, he's probably been trying to do this for since he started talking to him <laughs> from day one. But uh, this is the sort of most um, public record of any of, of those actions by him coming out in a public statement saying that they want to hear from different people, other supporters groups, um, and the, the, the bizarre uh, criticism of, of the fact that, that they actually want to, have, want to hear about these investigations. So... Yeah, that's what I think is going on. I think he's he's. Do you um, do you think this is the golden age? I mean, do you think this is the end of the golden age for the Timbers? Uh, why yes, Josh, I do. Uh, most a lot of people, <laughs> like I wasn't here from the very very beginning. Um, you know, the USL days. I wasn't here in the in the seventies. If uh, I was going to be a soccer fan, I would have been a fan of the Chicago Sting at that time. But um. Uh, so the, the, that's probably what everybody, the, the OGs probably think the golden age was, uh, the end of, you know, like the tail end of the USL right before we, we hit MLS. Um, but, uh, you know, is there some sort of correlation to one of the Roman empires right now? We're in the the Roman empire (laughs) age of, of two, uh, you know, we've got two, two, two emperors or two popes or whatever that is. Um, yeah, I think this is it. I mean, it's been, I mean, it maybe started after the first cup win. It started with the iron front. I mean, that was the fall of the, the, the number of fans in the stands for the Timbers army. PDXFC is looking pretty good guys. I know. Greg, you're about to be in a second cool kids club. <laughs> oh my god. Second gatekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keeping of the gates. I yeah, I I, I agree. I, I I it's definitely the the vibe was gone. It was magical during the playoff run. The final was next level. It was cool to see that energy, but that type of attendance was commonplace prior to the Iron Front. Oh, remember so, we? Yeah, but didn't we we can't, do, you can't. I mean, COVID. It wasn't the same atmosphere because I mean it was right. a final, obviously. But COVID, I'm saying like COVID, the number. COVID, COVID. Uh, and it was before that. It was before that, and it was the Iron Front. And as shit got more and more serious, less and less people started to go. Then COVID happened. Then stadium expansion. Then crazy schedules, uh, and then back to it with more COVID. But. Even in the summertime, after everyone was vaccinated uh, and could go to games, people just weren't going. Maybe Merritt started COVID to, um, uh, yeah, because of the Iron I Front. Don't, I don't recall. Josh I don't recall a decrease in attendance more. around Iron Front. Um, I don't. I don't recall that happening. Um, I, th- I. But you know, maybe it did. As someone I, who can see the army from their seats while they sip their champagne, yeah, the whole top I section can, was can empty. confirm multiple empty sections in. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm f- visible. I am saying that you were too drunk to remember what year that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I was with him a lot of those games, and I wasn't. Uh, you know, then we had the weirdness with the compacted schedule. Okay, I know what you're thinking of. I think you might have been thinking about the compacted schedule 
when we had uh Ooh, that was hard when two we years had like, in a row of compacted schedules yeah two years in a row where we had basically nothing happening in the first couple months because of the stadium expansion and then at the end it was uh you know midweek game two home games timbers week, game yeah. thorns game midweek game timbers game thorns game and a lot of people were bailing on on some of those games so uh i blame that on that i don't i don't think that had anything necessarily maybe i'm Iron Front probably had something to do with that, but I think it was mostly just fatigue in general. Randy's in Gavin's pocket. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I am really surprised to hear that comment from you, Randy. Is Mike Golub coming over for dinner later? Yes. No, I'm just trying to be analytical about this since I can't actually talk about soccer because I don't know anything about it. Um, what about Burnley in last place? Oh, shit. Oh. Bro, speaking, speaking of not knowing anything about soccer, remember that episode where uh, you learned what a number 10 was? Yeah. That was Do you awesome. remember what the name? Do you remember what the name of your original theme song was? Yeah. number. Uh, yeah. I, I know it was Gita. You know, the theme song for the, or Judah, depends on how you pronounce it, um, for, the, for the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. What about it, though? The name of the song. It was, it's number 10, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the entire song is what that does on the field. Well, You're not I'm, putting two and two together here? It's a chance song. It's, it's like score a goal, number 10. You know, I mean, come on. Like, He's looking to the left. He's looking to the again? right. Yeah. I mean, that could be like, that could be anybody. That could. It can't be the left wing. And it can't be the right wing. He only looks right. It's true. Could be the striker. It could be. I mean, I guess they could be looking to the left or the right on their respective wings, but they would just be staring at the fans. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's seeing I, it I, his mom's watching. Am I listening to that song going, I don't understand what this, what he's talking about. Oh, my God. Greg, that was really well played. That shit's funny. Um, uh, so, somebody somebody thinks there's a simple fix to the whole situation. Who is that? Oh, that was me. Now I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember what it was. I didn't want to spell it out in the notes because I didn't want to give it away. Start a second team. And now I can't remember what it was. I mean, I guess. Oh, I mean, there's the simple fix is for Merritt just to have a come to Jeebus moment for some sort of life altering moment um, for him just not to be a, a jerk about this stuff and, and to think. I mean, like. You can, there's no reason to, I mean, there's no reason it has to be this way. Just stop screwing up, you know, hold people accountable, uh, act the way that you say you're, you're going to act, um, um, behave in a way that you say the team, um, personifies, you know, your organization, just stop being a dick. Yeah, but money he's a, talks. He's a, he's a fucking yeah, but you could look at St. Pauli though. You you don't have to be a dick to to be successful. Okay, but that's a different country. Um, but they're uh, are, are they different countries? Say, uh, they're very successful right now. They just beat Dortmund in the DFB uh, Pokal, and um, they're in first place in Bundesliga too. Very close. Well, there, to, oh, really? There's nothing wow. in there's no nothing in in the Montgomery Burns. Uh, handbook. I mean, maybe that is in the Montgomery Burns handbook of business. You don't have to be a dick to make money. You can still make money. You know, right? But if you start out being a dick, you got to stay that way. And that's what, uh, look, look at how he's learned to make money. Look, like, look at those people. And you know, being friends with uh, and and po- saying positive things to Pat Riley after he's been fired 
isn't isn't making merit any money you know what i mean he doesn't make money by by doing that kind of thing yeah he's because he's a piece of shit and so the simple fix would be for him to just fucking sell the team uh to or, or sell peregrine sports to another owner who is aligned with the city in which they want to run a business sure yeah jonathan yes if I had the amount of money, I would double season ticket prices immediately. What? <laughs> yeah, and I would make the, the army be all assigned seating. None of this fucking scarf. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but no, I... Make them wear sell. armbands. Yeah, you have, to wear, you have to wear armbands and salute the ownership section of the stadium before every game. Um, <laughs> uh but no, I, I, I agree with you, Randy. Merit's a dick. And it's like what I was going to say, like some of the notes from the episode that didn't make it was like the pros. Like, I do like that he's an engaged owner. Yeah. I do like that he's invested in the Timbers and Thorns. Um, he, I can't think of any other owner that actually like leaves real like hints on social media for people to get excited about. He's playing his base, but man, he is a fucking douche on social media and he's a like a brat like he'll say something inflammatory or uh whatever and then someone says something back and then he blocks him like a third grader he's like what is wrong with you man he doesn't know when to show it up like to shut up and he has uh for as much transparency as saying he's bringing to the table it's quite clear that there is none so uh, he's just a fucking goon do we have any predictions about uh, not not uh, non soccer predictions. Yeah, Timbers ten, other teams zero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> predict the uh, uh, predictions as far as let's predict the, the game between one hundred seven ists and uh, Peregrine Sports. Yeah, well, I think Here's it's going to end in a stalemate. It's a, it's abs- You're absolutely right. No one's going to win. The atmosphere is going to suck. People are going to stop going, and it's uh, it's going to kill what was a uh, an amazing thing. You think people are going to stop going? They did again. COVID, but people are not. People will go. There will not be tifo. There will not be drums. There will not be capos. That's your prediction, long term or well, just this season. Uh, short. No, just this season. Because Merritt, Merritt showed his hand when he said that the Timbers Army is his best asset. Uh, but yeah. Wendy, I mean, that was that quote. I think was from eons ago, right when he first took ownership of the of the club. Right? It, it's not a recent club quote. Yeah, it's it's an old quote, right. but it never changed. It's still true. Yeah. Yeah. I if mean, there wasn't an atmosphere, you can you can bet the next game's going to suffer. Uh. Well, I love the the capos. Um. We didn't have any for most of the season, and we managed still managed to do a pretty good job. But it's definitely better when we have them. Your definition of good job is different than mine. Well, we did an adequate job, I would say. As adequate as the podcast yesterday, sure. Uh, no, you know it's not up to the the high standards of that you know we normally have, but it's better than you know. It's better than any other team, you know, two thirds of the other teams with, you know, guys out there and megaphones or whatever. Um, Subtle jab at you Sounders fans. No big deal. (laughs) 
Because they're all they're all listening. And win. And And win. I love that guy. I can watch it on YouTube on repeat all day long. Uh, I love a good bullying. Uh, Don't make fun of him. He studied the craft in Europe. Yeah, he's. I remember that in the interview. That shit was so funny. Um, No, Randy. I my my point was yes. I think the army chanted well uh it is clearly not organized and when there when there is not a capo so if that doesn't happen the atmosphere is just noise it's not you know like except for ptfc uh you can't really make out what most of the chants are because no one's doing it in unison and so if that doesn't happen the atmosphere changes and so again he lit his match and now we're just going to see what happens you think you think attendance is going to drop um, who's not showing up? Season ticket holders or army? And most of those, do you think most of the army is season ticket holders? I wonder. Probably not. I, I think. Have no idea. I, I feel probably that even half. Yeah. There's a lot of you know. Okay, so like a way to play a hand now would be to not show up to games or not show up um, and chant and do stuff, and then people won't want to come to the games like the following games, if it's continuously like that and the ratings are going to go down on TV, you know, there's a lot of little pieces to the puzzle, like just from the Timbers army. I read an idea on whatever, probably Wonderland where it was, there should be a staged walkout Mm. of the, the home opener that you show up and you're there for 10 minutes and then everyone leaves. But they still made their money. Yeah, that's that's super embarrassing for the team and the league, and and they'll have to address why that happened. It's also super demoralizing for the actual players on the field. I think this is more important than the players. But yeah, no, that's a okay. That's a good point. Yeah, I like I like it. Let's do it. Um, get that person to get it going. I guess that's send them a. Go fund me. I guess at some point you have to equate the players as employees of the of the bad organization to begin Just with. Chess pieces that Merritt Paulson uses like he uses the army. So Alrighty, what are we there? For? We're there to support the the uniform or or the idea of soccer being played in Portland or, or well, no, it's you support the club, not the not the front office. And the board of directors. So, and you can't support. You can support players, but you like it's always club over players. Yep. And the other thing I was going to say is uh, we don't have to look that far for some examples of what happened when ownership gr- groups do dumb things. Look at the European Super League they tried to create, and not that I'm advocating for fans to storm Providence yeah. Park and and absolutely nothing happened. Yeah, they surrounded the stadium so players like this was at Chelsea so players couldn't make it into the stadium to play the game where it was like what Peter Check was out there trying to say like please move please move and the fans were like no fuck you like we're not moving <laughs> yeah um Manchester United they stormed uh Old Trafford yeah uh-huh. legitimately and it Just was stormed crazy. It. yeah yeah and so it's uh, it's if you want someone to take real action uh, or to do something differently than what they're doing, you have to take real action. And if you still go and create the same environment that, um, you know, is what made them successful, then he's already fucking won. 
Okay, so, but that's why I say nothing will change. What are we? What are we protesting this this first match? If we're going on the walk, if we have a walkout, what what is it that we're we're protesting? The the fact that the the uh, investigation results haven't been released. What are we yeah, protesting? They're not, they're not public. They're not um, public. Gavin hasn't been removed. Yep. But so maybe not the first the game. Maybe true. not the first game, but maybe the first like ESPN game, like a publicly broadcasted, like a Agreed. nationally broadcasted game. So what are we, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say this like, I don't know the answer. Why do we want Gavin out? Is it because, I mean, the decision, his, the decision to not be public about why Pat Riley was let go does not come from Gavin Wilkinson. No, that comes from whatever boards in charge of Peregrine Sports. That comes sure. from yeah, and so what is that? You know, so why are we saying Gab, GW out then? Um, I, you know, the the only other thing. Yeah. Go ahead, because he's the fall guy. We said it before in the pod. He, it, it, the person who's ultimately responsible for this is is Merritt Paulson, but Gavin Wilkinson is easy to to take out in that entire equation, or easier, or should have been easier. Um, I mean, he did sort of halfway fess up to initially he, he, um, disputed the claims that he ever told Shim to not talk about her sexuality and in a, in a, um, in interviews, he, he did the thing where he's like, I, I said something that I, I can understand how she got that impression. <laughs> uh, so I mean, anyway, so yeah. Protest. A protest would be great, um, and uh, a walkout would be great, but there's got to be organization behind it, uh, and it can't be uh, – it, it's got to be community-led, not 107-ist, like, you know, board member-led. I mean, the 107 is just send out the communication. Here's what we're thinking. What do you guys think? But whatever, if the front office finds out. It's – it's it's. I've, I've, yeah, I mean – is it too late for that? Isn't that? Aren't we all just being hypocrites after everybody waited in line for um, playoff tickets and Western Conference final tickets and MLS Cup tickets and went? And and yes. now we're now we're going to boycott. Yes. <laughs> God damn it, Randy! You pick. <laughs> yeah, this is this shit's over. Merit sucks. Fuck him. <laughs> Hey, in conclusion, Mayor's the Randy of the Timbers support uh, PDX PDX FC. I, I sort of enjoyed. I don't know if it was going on elsewhere, but in Wonderland, it seemed like every couple days someone was making a post. If only there was another locally owned Portland soccer franchise that we could get throw our support behind. The um, Black Hearts Union group page more than doubled in membership over the last two weeks. For them, keep it going. Is it membership? Uh, non membership. Good, yeah. Membership hasn't been established yet. Membership comes with privileges. <laughs> what was that non- from? Non membership doubled. I don't understand. No, that was American Express back in the day. Yeah, you don't membership remember that? comes with privileges. Of course, Jonathan remembers that. Yeah, okay, Randy. <laughs> what song did you pick? <laughs> 
Are we done? We're done. That's it. Uh, do- I'm yeah, done. Yeah, I picked a song by a band called The Beakers. Um, and Beaker, Beaker. I, you know, I can't understand most of what they're talking about in the song. Um, it's challenging to listen to, but uh, I imagine the refrain refrain is uh, when I when I listen to this refrain in in relationship to this episode, um, it's something I, I can imagine. Merritt Paulson just staring into a mirror and repeating to himself over and over again. So I hope you guys will enjoy this song. It's called Bones by the Beakers. Okay. We are um, produced and engineered by Gregory Donnelly. And our intro song was written and performed by the same guy, Gregory Donnelly. Gregorius. Gregorius Donnellyus. Um, if you have any feedback or any shit you want to talk about, just um, email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail, 503-583-4235. We now have a Reddit page with absolutely nothing on it. It's Portland Vanity. Um, our Facebook is Portland Vanity. Our Instagram is Portland Vanity. Our Twitter is PDX Vanity Soccer. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, and Google Play. Make sure you follow us and like us. We have a, we have a Reddit thing? We just now started we it, huh. and um, there's absolutely nothing on it. But Yeah, the only Greg, members are Josh and Greg. <laughs> yeah, Greg decided that we should have one, so we set it up. Um, why, why wasn't there, why wasn't there a, a, a meeting and a, and a, and a vote? taken <laughs> i should go to a vote <laughs> about a long-term plan like a reddit page it's the same with like our website you know we just buy it and do nothing with it at least we have it we don't also, want those outer roses guys to steal our reddit so we have to get the name ahead of time can we steal theirs can we yeah <laughs> i also yeah if if you want you know we also have a reddit a subreddit called outer roses podcast we have one that's called Mora Sonic. We have one called Soccer Touchdown. Like all kinds of, and we have Mora Suck It. Oh, Boris! Damn, gonna hurt their feelings, man. They're gonna, <laughs> then go they're gonna on, have to fight us. Go on Spotify, search Radio Free PBSP for the running playlist of all the songs featured. On oh yeah, show. and we have that too. I forgot about that. Sorry. We have a playlist. I think we talked about it last episode. Yes, we did. Pretty good. This song is going to be added to it, so you know it's really good. All right, I have to go make some. All right, before I hit before I hit stop, full disclosure, I stopped listening to you guys 14 minutes ago. So (laughs) I didn't even realize we were recording. (laughs) All right, see you guys. This is recorded.
Episode 46, Season 3, Episode 2. That sounds like Greg trying to take credit for other people's accomplishments. Who wants to give a brief summary of what actually happened in case somebody has been in a coma and just woke up and the first thing they thought when they woke up from their coma was said, I wonder what's going on at PBSP. Was I in a coma? (laughs) You should just give the summary instead of asking who wants to give it. Yeah, you pretty much could have given it in that amount of time. Yeah, thanks a lot, Greg. Yeah, Greg. Fucking suck. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we'll give it. <laughs> oh, boy. You keep throwing me bad. off, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is... <laughs> Let's start over. Really? Yeah. What? No, okay. I'll just I'll just edit. So, Merit... No. Okay, go ahead. Welcome to this episode of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, episode 46, season 3, episode 2. I've said episode like 15 times already. We were here before you. We will still be here when you are gone. My name is Jonathan Everett, and I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. My name is also Randy Kilwag, and I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. Hey, I'm Josh, and I'm coming to you from Lake Oswego. And I'm Greg, and I'm coming from Goose Hollow. (laughs) And I have zero sperm. Uh, We could have used that up until that point. That was perfect. Keep it. Absolutely keep it. That was amazing. (laughs) I'm Greg. I'm fully sterile, and I'm here to... Can't think of anything that rhymes with sterile. I will edit that out. I hate Meryl at Paulson. Well, fuck, man. (laughs) (laughs) Get it right or don't go on about it. Uh, You didn't get it right. I had to go in there because you were floundering. These are important, important distinctions. And then Merritt Paulson. I don't understand what distinction you were making. (laughs) Hi, Hitler. What it comes. (laughs) This episode is horrible. (laughs) <laughs> Let's just not do an episode. I, mean, I was just, maybe don't Randy, mention people by this name. Is hangout pod, bro. I was talking <laughs> to the bros. I was not speaking to a reporter. Yeah, the hoes are listening though. Except we're not going to cover Valeri's departure today. What? Why not? Because <laughs> that's what the notes say. 
No, yeah. no, we can. I think we should it. only talk about his departure. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this is. The... <laughs> oh well, I tried. I tried. <laughs> the episode that never was we just, twice. We just, yeah, we just covered it. Quick note. Uh, okay. Um, like if you're gonna be a Nazi, then just be a fucking Nazi. Uh, I hate that shit. Anyway, um, we are now starting, Greg. At around the four minute and twenty second mark, which is Hitler's birthday, are we um, supposed to clap? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's everyone clap. Is that good for you? Is that working, Greg? Yep, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the timeline; the claps are all over the place. <laughs> Clearly, and that was Greg being actually frustrated. Sorry, buddy. Um, okay. Okay. Sorry, I was burping uh, very aggressively.